We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. All right, friends, before we jump into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee who have upped the offer. They're taking it from DNVR 20 to DNVR25. That is your code to get 25% off your first order of this rich, tasty CBD infused coffee. You got to check this stuff out because it has helped so many different people with so many different things. It can help with aches and pains. It can help with those coffee jitters that you have. It can help with chronic headaches and you can get it all sent directly to your door for 25% off when you use the code DNVR25. And after that, you can get it sent to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks when you subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee. And then you're going to get 25, or sorry, 20% off your CBD infused coffee every single time after that. So, first time, use that code DNVR25 and get 25% off your entire order from Strava Craft Coffee. Number one for the one and only. Broncos podcast. We are live from Studio B. The B stands for Broncos. Oh, I love it, as yes. it should, right? Yes, it should. And we are presented by MSU Denver Online. Make sure you check out MSU Denver Online for all of your needs when it comes to education. 
look, if you're trying to get a, a better education while working a full-time job, there's no better place than MSU Denver, where their students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. It is the perfect place for you to go and get that degree while you're working a full-time job. So check out msudenver.edu slash online today. My boy, Ryan, <laughs> what's up? You know what? The best place to go for quarterback school Peyton Manning's house, Mm. and Drew Locke did that. And you know what? It was just two guys talking ball in in what I imagine is a pretty cool studio. Ryan, you and I, I mean, we we might as well be Peyton Manning and Drew Locke right now. Just two guys talking ball in a pretty cool studio. Yeah, I mean, we we got two TVs up (laughs) here. We can get two games going at the same time. We'll watch, (laughs) you know, Drew Locke's bad game against the Raiders and his good game against the Raiders and compare and contrast. I mean, Peyton said he has a pretty good setup at home. I imagine he does. He may be hard-pressed to beat this one. I would say he beats it. (laughs) I'd say he beats it pretty handedly. Um, But uh, that's what we're talking about today is this work between Drew Locke and Peyton Manning. And Ryan O'Halloran had the story for the Denver Post. um, And... I don't know. Uh, To me, it's actually exactly what I expected. A lot of people seem to be surprised by the details that came out of the story with Ryan O'Halloran. I love the part where Peyton's like, I I just needed my football fix. (laughs) That was like the um, code for I was bored. Right, right. Uh, (laughs) I had two days where I didn't have plans in the afternoon. So when you're Peyton Manning and you're bored, you can text anyone in the world. Yep. And they'll come do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and so he texted Drew Locke and was like, let's get some film work. Of course, Drew Locke, doesn't matter if he was in Cabo like everyone <laughs> thinks he was the whole offseason. Doesn't matter if he was on the golf course, top golf, or if he was just sitting at home. Whatever he was doing, he dropped everything. As you do. And went to go do some work with Peyton Manning. But what a lot of people are mocking, I guess would be the word, uh, or roasting is that a lot was made of this. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, according to the story, that there was about nine to 10 hours of work between the two. Now, I don't know what people thought <laughs> because Pey- we've talked about this a million times. Peyton Manning is scheduled up, man. Mm-hmm. He's already got plans for July 6th. We're sitting here on May 26th. Yep. Um, he always has something going on. So I don't know if people thought like Peyton just dropped his entire <laughs> life to work out with Drew Locke every day, but this is about what I thought. In fact, nine to 10 hours to me actually sounds pretty good. To a lot of other people, nine to 10 hours sounds like nothing. Yeah, Ryan, I wish this story wouldn't have come out with the details and then we could have fantasized it more. And if Drew doesn't work out, we would have said, well, I mean, come on, he didn't turn into Peyton Manning working with him. But if he did, we could have said, oh my gosh, the Peyton Manning school of quarterbacks, it works out beautifully. How much time did Drew spend? He may have spent a few months with Peyton Manning. But this is exactly what we should have expected, just like you said. And so what can we make of it? Not that much. Honestly, I don't think we can take much of this and say, okay, 9 to 10 hours, Drew's now a different guy. I think I like that those two are connected. That's probably the biggest takeaway is that those two are connected. Those two are talking ball from this. So here's how I will flip this uh, on you. Do you know how much it costs to get like an hour golf lesson from a really good golf pro? Hundreds of dollars, right? Uh, Depending on how good they are, yes. But I mean, I'm talking about, heck, he's admitted he's not the best teacher. But just 
for the sake of this, do you know how much it would cost to get an hour lesson from Tiger Woods on golf? Oh my gosh, no. I mean, ten thousand right. dollars. Like maybe as like a charity auction, right. like someone's yep. bidding ten thousand dollars for an hour lesson. Yeah. So we're talking about lessons, just like a golf lesson. Yep. From the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> the great, the greatest mind of all time. The greatest mind of all time. And certainly he wasn't a guy who, you know, got by on just physical ability. Right. So the smartest quarterback of all time. Yep. And the guy who, if you want to talk about, like, how to make the most of what you have, maybe the best you could possibly go to. So think about it that way. And then think about if you were to get 10 hours of lessons from Tiger Woods, you would feel like. By the end of this, you should be pretty damn dialed in with your golf swing. Because anyone who's taken lessons before knows that, like, 10 hours of lessons is a lot. Right. Um, you know, you, you like, I worked with Spence, our, our personal DNVR mm-hmm. golf pro, mm-hmm. for, like, two hours last year, and it helped me a lot. I'm thinking, man, if I could work with the best, you know, um, I believe Hank Haney is believed to be, like, one of the best Okay. Swing coaches in the world. Okay. If I could work with him for 10 hours, I guarantee you I come out a way better golfer. Yeah. And so while 10 hours in the scheme of, you know, a couple days or whatever doesn't seem like much, I really think 10 hours being dialed in with Peyton Manning could make a world of difference. Now, just like golf lessons, you have to be able to take notes, remember everything, and then go and apply it. And so that's the part that's all on Drew Locke. And that's the part that will determine whether this was 10 hours, it was nothing, or 10 hours, that was a lot. To me, I think the value in that is completely over the top. It's just about whether or not Drew was able to remember what was going on there, which, like I said, I hope he was taking notes, and really then go and figure out how he can apply that to his game. Well, and on top of that, it, Ryan, we know Drew's putting in the work. It's great that he got nine or ten hours with Peyton. We know he's doing the early mornings, going to the facility twice a day, then back home to do some more film work. We know he's putting in the work. It's just all, is this going to translate onto the field when nine to ten hours with Peyton, and then he works on that for four or five months? Is that going to translate to three seconds uh, from the snap to when he needs to make a decision? But he's putting the work in, and I certainly love that. And I hope that nine or ten hours with Peyton is just as valuable as ten hours would be. I I bet some people spend a lot of money to have ten hours of private golf lessons over over one summer and how much they can improve. So I I love that point. That, That gives me hope. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not going to transform him overnight. But I really do think that he, if he was very um, efficient and smart about how he used those 10 hours, he can come out learning a whole bunch. We already know that he's changed the stance, which, of course, was, you know, like a story for a day. Do you think Peyton told him to do that? I think so. Mm. I do. Uh, at first, I was skeptical. Okay. And now that I think about this, this work, I, I just believe that Peyton was like, look, First things first, I don't like this right foot back thing. And explain to him why he doesn't like it. And most quarterbacks don't like it. So the fact that he went to the exact stance that Peyton is using tells me Peyton explained to him why he always loved that, why you know it helps him. And maybe it's as simple as I want to be able to use essentially the same mechanics 
whether I'm throwing a bubble screen to the left or a bubble screen to the right. You're just pivoting and throwing rather than having to kind of adjust from the way your feet are set. So to me, that came from Peyton. And that's just one little thing that we're able to see from just pictures that we get out of practice that we're able to say, okay, so we took that note and then went and implemented it. Now, I would hope that things got a lot more in depth than just the way you stand and you catch the snap. But I, so I thought people were overplaying this before. And now I actually think people are underplaying it because oh. that these details have come out. Everyone's saying, ah, nine, ten hours, it's nothing. Uh, details with Peyton Manning. Exactly. <laughs> like, I truly believe that he was able to go in there and get a lot out of that. Where, where before it was like this, it got overplayed because people did have this fantasy in their mind of, oh, man, Peyton and Drew were out there on the field for weeks, you know, doing work. And it, I just never believed that was actually the case. Now I'm looking at this and people are saying, ah. 10 hours, that's nothing. And I think it's actually being underplayed. I think he could have taken a lot from this. And on the flip side, though, 10 hours is maybe less than one day of work that Drew Locke puts in every single day. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like he's doing 12 hours on on, on the grind. And he's not you or me, coming from never really talked to an offensive coordinator in depth. He... Whatever you think of Pat Shermer, he is an offensive coordinator, tons of experience. He worked with Rich Gangarello. He's gone through the college process. So how how big is the jump from a Pat Shermer for six straight months to Peyton Manning for 10 hours? I think that's the flip side there is it, he's not starting from square one, but are you saying maybe he can go from 80% to 90% just in those 10 hours? 90% what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Mental capacity. 90% good. Um, I think he could, I, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, really, it's up to him for, for how well he can apply that. I don't know exactly how it would work, but like, I think, you know, his Madden rating, if we're working <laughs> there on we that, go, there we go. could have gone from like 81 to 85. Okay. Wow. That's, that's pretty significant for one day's work. And Two Ryan- days work, right? Yes, two days work. Yes, it's split in and made into one full day. Um, now, one of the things that Peyton said they talked about, they said they watched some Peyton film and looked at that, critiqued that, Drew asked them some questions, and then they also looked at some Drew film. What's more beneficial? I mean, doesn't it have to be the Drew film and having Peyton critique that? Wait, say that again? So they watched some Peyton Manning film, yes. and then they also watched some Drew film. Mm-hmm. What's more valuable? What What do the you Drew wish film. they spent more time on? The Drew film. Mm. Yep. I want, I hope Peyton was ripping him apart, honestly saying like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Uh, you know, what, whether it's, you know, this was very clearly cover two and you threw a cover three beater, whatever, you know, like you tried to throw up the scene and it's like, okay, I hope he was just burying him Mm -hmm. and I hope Drew was just etching away because Peyton can go in and say like, here's the right way to do it and show him his film. Right. But that's just never as beneficial. Right. As seeing your own mistakes and talking through why you made them. You hope that he was treating him like one of his offensive linemen when they would mess up on a play, just screaming at him in yes, his basement. hundred percent. And Ashley Manning's just like, what the heck is going on down there? <laughs> She's probably not there. Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> But yeah, the, 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 the film set up in his basement is probably like a carriage house. It's like uh, yeah. its own thing. I just hope Peyton was like pulling his hair out. Like, what the hell are you <laughs> thinking on this throw? Why are you throwing off of your back foot with your back up against the end zone against the Raiders? You know, like mm-hmm. just killing him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hope so too. And Ryan, I hope 
that this continues to be a, a partnership and a mentorship and not just a one-time thing because Peyton did say in that article that he is he's tried to help every Broncos quarterback and he said unfortunately there's been a lot since he left and he's right about that and that is unfortunate but I hope that this that Drew can prove to Peyton look I'm doing the things in practice you saw my footwork I'm taking when you teach me it's helping me it's translating and Peyton says you know what once every month, Let, let's let's meet for an afternoon, and then that's where it gets really beneficial because then Peyton says, okay, those nine or ten hours, here's what you improved on. Now let's take that next step. Or why did you make this same mistake again? Then I think that's something that could really be beneficial, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, my goodness, this is great because then once you get that, that nine or ten hours from a golf pro, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but then don't you, after you get that first batch, don't you just have to go for like shorter touch-ups after that yeah. and you don't have to do nine or ten set hour sessions every time? Yeah, I almost look at the way that Drew should be treating this and the way it can work for Drew as like you or I trying to build a relationship with a source. Mm. And it's like, okay, so, right. you know, you maybe like you got their number. That's a big first step. And you maybe exchange a few texts. Then at some point you were like, hey, let's meet up for drinks. And they were in. And so then you got nine to 10 hours sitting there with them. After that, yeah. you're, as long as things went well, mm -hmm. you're in, you know, and you can text them anytime you have something yep. and they'll, you know, they'll respond to you. I think that to me is the way that Drew can use this is now he's, I mean, I think he probably was a little bit before, but now yeah. like they have a real relationship. Yep. It's not like, Oh, I remember when you were at the QB camp, like that. Right. Yeah. Drew's been to his house. Right. Exactly. And now Drew can text him whenever he has anything. Yep. And I truly believe Peyton, for the most part, is going to be responsive to that I think stuff. so, too. I really think so. So I think the, the key for this relationship to stay there and, and for Peyton to continue to want to work with Drew is Drew's got to be the guy. And not, he doesn't have to be Peyton Manning this year, but is Drew going to be reaching out to Peyton and Peyton going to be helping him every Friday afternoon? Probably, obviously, not that often. If he's the backup, if he can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater... Probably not. Peyton's a very busy guy. Has a lot of things to do. But I think that's a step. Drew, become the starter. Okay, keep the starting job throughout the year. And uh, maybe they talk throughout the season. I I'm sure they will talk, but maybe not have like full film sit-downs. And then if he improves to where he's the guy next year, then boom, you're in like Flint. You, you are good, Drew. Yeah, I really think so. Now, my question is, if I'm Teddy Bridgewater... <laughs> and I read this story or, yeah. or catch wind of this story yeah. in the Denver Post yesterday. Literally, the first thing I'm doing is hitting up Patrick Smythe and yeah. being like, can I have Peyton Manning's <laughs> number? Yeah. And to be honest, I will be disappointed in Teddy Bridgewater if I don't find out that sometime between now and training camp, he also worked with Peyton Manning. Mm, wouldn't that be big? But then isn't Peyton coming to the Broncos and saying, look... You got to pay me so, because it's no. you, you, 100,000 bucks each each time. He doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't. I really I really don't think he does. You know, it's like um uh like if a nonprofit is hosting a gala and they like know someone who's big in the market, like that person's going to go right. MC it for them just <laughs> because, right. you know, that's what what you do. That's what Peyton's doing for the Broncos. It's charity. It's quite literally charity. <laughs> yes. Um and I really think Teddy should Try to take advantage of that opportunity. Well, and one thing that uh, that I said earlier that was said in the article was Peyton said, 
I've tried to help every Broncos quarterback. And interesting that it was kind of phrased like that because it wasn't, I've had every Broncos quarterback over to my house for nine or 10 throwing sessions. But it was almost like maybe some guys hadn't taken that opportunity, which is wild. Let's speculate, baby. (laughs) I think Trevor did it. Okay, yes. Definitely Trevor did. Yeah. Um, Paxton thought film was like gaming. <laughs> Paxton's like films. Um, I would have to go with Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> the phone is hung up by now. Um, okay, but honestly, I don't think Paxton did. No. Um, I don't think. I actually don't know if Peyton was even interested. Uh, he may have known <laughs> before anyone. Uh, Brock Osweiler. Sheesh. Well, they were together already right, in the right, building, right? So. Probably not. Probably. I mean, you think it so? counts. Okay. Right. They, right, right you know, right, right. they, um, Joe Flacco. Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. Joe saying I beat you in, in a playoff game in your hometown, buddy. I don't need your help, which is stupid. Yes. Very stupid. <laughs> and I just, he, he really does seem a little bit too prideful. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is. Case Keenum. <sighs> my, my gut is no. Really? No, Allie's saying a strong yes, which I could be swayed to that, but I could see a phone call. But Yes. See, I don't see Case going above and beyond to try and solicit his help. A hungry young guy. That's not what he was. He already had a book written. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Right, he was coming off a good year. Yeah, so he was like, he I, literally I had this. a book written about his life. Um, Peyton calls him and is like, hey, you want to come over and watch some film? Case is like, you want to come over and I can teach you how to write a book? No, he's like, sorry, man. Uh, the film study chapter of the book's already been written. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's no room for a Peyton Manning chapter. Yeah, sorry. sorry, can't do it. Um, Peyton's like, you can do one of those inserts where you send it out. Um, Peyton's begging Case Keenum. Okay, who else do we have on the list here? Um, then uh, we have like Mark Sanchez, right? The Sanchez. I think that was too fresh. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I don't even know if actually Peyton offered his help for that one. Who? Oh, we have Brandon Allen. I don't think Peyton's no, offering no. his help. Um, Brett Rippin. I mean, I'm just trying to go through the starters here. No. I think Brett's trying to get his number. <laughs> I maybe maybe so did I mean I think that well and Trevor's also a guy that kind of worked with him with so, so that that's an easy one um but yeah I mean going through that list it's not like they've had like super super hungry young eager guys and that's what you have to love about Drew's approach right now like yeah. it's so weird I mean I guess it's not weird to me but it's silly to me how much Broncos fans how many Broncos fans have hate for Drew Locke right because I don't really feel like he's done anything wrong right other than just not play well right but that's all that matters right. to most people right I- exactly um but you're right he the only thing that you don't like about him is his numbers from last year and you can't like those numbers from last year but you you gotta like everything else right yeah I mean Mace uh, on Monday mentioned you know the attitude of you know screaming at your own fans he didn't like I don't know. I at, at the right time, I do like that. Yeah, and I guess, you know, people are going to nitpick, and we might even get it in the comments right now, all these little things that they now don't like about Drew. They would not care, and in fact would probably love them yeah. if Drew was good. Right, right. And, and, and he wins press conferences. Yep. Left and right, Drew wins press conferences. It, it, it does get old when you win press conferences and, and lose, lose games. games. And if you win, though, 
oh my God, everyone's going to want to watch those press conferences, They're right? printing like, your quotes on shirts yeah. and everything. Yeah, I mean, Peyton was great in press conferences. He was funny. Uh, he was witty. If he would have been losing, that wouldn't have been funny. It wouldn't have been witty. His press conferences were like appointment television. <laughs> yes. Like everyone dropped what they were doing on whatever it was, Tuesdays. Yeah. To make sure they had, you know, they got to see the Peyton presser. Yep. Yep, it certainly wasn't uh, Joe Flacco telling us, listen, guys, listen. Guys. listen. <laughs> I'm not here to mentor Drew. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, like, the one criticism that I think is has a little bit of merit to it is the COVID thing. You know, yeah. you can say he should have had better leadership, but listen, guys. <laughs> there, every single team was violating these things. Everyone, every coach, every player was lax about their masks and this, that, and the other thing. I promise you. And when I say every, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I guarantee you if there was a camera, a hidden camera on every team throughout the whole season, every team would have had at least one violation of this. So you're saying she just shouldn't have got caught? I mean, they like turned themselves in. I don't know what the hell was going on. Right. It seemed really weird uh, from start to finish. But in the end... Drew is doing his best to try and be a great quarterback for the Broncos. Now, there's like a new vengeful side of him, which is I got to prove all these people wrong. And I think that might actually help bring out the best in him. Um, But it also, we're seeing like a character development here. Yeah. Where I think he's not going to be like the fun loving, Mm -hmm. press conference winning you know, goofy rapping quarterback anymore. Yeah, he gave a few short answers on Monday, mm-hmm. which is that kind of F you mindset. And, it, you know, he said if if someone would have reached out to me and said, what do you think about this Aaron Rodgers drama or the the Matthew Stafford drama, he said he wasn't going to text him back. That's That's probably not someone that he wants to surround himself with. He knows all the talk that's been going on in the media and with fans, and we're asking him these questions. So he's having that attitude with us as well. Ryan, it works if he comes out and translates the work with Peyton Manning, all of the work that he's done this offseason, it translates if he's successful in training camp, in the preseason, in week one. It just becomes a non-story, and Drew becomes a non-story if Teddy Bridgewater beats him out and Teddy Bridgewater holds on to the job for the for the rest of the season, then Drew is done. And, and it, that his time with the Broncos, at least as a starter, is, is gone. Yeah. Um, quickly, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know if you guys mentioned this yesterday on the show, a slight shift in the odds at DraftKings Sportsbook after um, Kenny Mayne did the interview with him and asked him directly, are you demanding a trade? And he essentially said yes. Uh, he essentially said yes without saying yes. At least that's the way I read it. Is that the way you read it? Not as not – as, Ryan, my thing is he needs to come out and say it for the Packers to trade him. He won't – I don't think I disagree with that. And I also don't think he's going to come out and directly say it because he's trying to preserve his legacy in green Bay, which I think is a futile effort. Um, Everyone will know that he forced his way out, Mm -hmm. but he kind of gets to get the benefit of the doubt from the fans who just stand him and have his Jersey and a picture on their wall because they can say, this was all the GM's fault. Mm -hmm. If he comes out and says it publicly, I want to be traded then there's no mystery there. And the people who want to convince themselves it wasn't his fault won't be able to. 
But I think that if a trade is going to happen in the next week, because we're one week away from when he can officially be traded, I think it's going to be him having to come out in these next few days. And I don't think he's going to. And I think if the Packers, if there's no public, crazy public pressure on him or on them to trade him, why would you trade the quarterback, the Hall of Fame quarterback, until you absolutely have to? The closer we get to this June 2nd, June 1st deadline, Ryan, the further away that I think this trade is from happening. Not not that it's not going to happen, but just we're, I think something big is going to have to happen to force their hand. Interesting. I don't think so. I think all the big stuff has already happened behind the scenes. He's not there. Okay. Um, like he's just living it up in Hawaii, which I just think is so funny. I, I, like, I assume on the on like the local news in Green Bay, they're like cutting B roll of practice, <laughs> and then cutting in like the B roll of Aaron Rodgers on the beach, and then back to practice, and then back to Rodgers. And I just, it's so glaring that he does not JF yeah. uh, about the Packers about whatever's going on there. And I truly think he said like, cool. I'll wait till June 1st. I'll be in Hawaii. Trade me. So on June 1st, does he say something? No. So you just think the Packers just trade him on June 1st? Yeah. Because behind the scenes, he's told them I'm not coming back. No matter what, I will retire. Right. Well, what would be, what don't, don't the Packers want to call his bluff though? Once June 1st comes around. And then maybe even once mandatory minicamp comes around a couple weeks later. And then, because they can start finding him then. Not that that matters to Aaron Rodgers. $50,000 a day is, is nothing. He can, he's, his hotel in Hawaii is probably $50,000 a night. And yeah. then maybe training camp is when pressure is really put on both sides. No, I think the pressure will crank up uh, next week. Now, I don't know if it gets done next week. Okay. Because if the Packers have been in denial this whole time, there hasn't been like an agreement in place. Right. But I do think as it comes around, his agent will be like, think of it this way. If you really love a girl and she leaves you, how long do you really still love her for? If every time you text her, like, please come back, let's talk. And she just responds, F you. <laughs> and that's the entire thread. Like, there's like this block of text from you, F you. Block of text from you, F you. You can only handle a few of those mm-hmm. can't say I've actually been in the situation to know how many you can handle <laughs> before you actually start to resent them. And that'll help you in getting over it. And I think that's probably where the Packers are going to get eventually without him having to come out and say, I want to be traded unless that's what the Packers are saying, which would be an interesting response from them is saying, we'll trade you, but you got to come out publicly and say it because that right. helps the GM save face. Right. Yeah, it, it certainly would, and that would be an interesting wrinkle in this. And, and he'll do it eventually. I think, well, maybe he'd just say, I'll retire. Man, and that would be that would be wild. I just don't think that this is going to be a, a nice breakup, Ryan. I think this relationship's going to end very messy, and everyone's going to know about it. Uh, I hope it's not. I hope it's more so along the lines of what you're saying, and that a trade is actually done, uh, you know, a week from now at 8 a.m., that would be awesome for everyone, awesome for the Broncos, awesome for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but, Ryan, there were a couple more people that didn't show up to Green Bay's OTAs. Yes. And what does that do to this situation? I mean, the top five wide receivers, including Devontae Adams, weren't there. Does that – who does that help? So that, to me, tells me that there's something Aaron Rodgers wants mm. and the Packers aren't giving it to him. And like, the, res- like contract, what, like that sort of has stuff? to be something along okay. those lines, or maybe he wants them to, 
I mean, I, we know he wants him to fire uh, Gutekunst. Yep. Maybe he wants, I don't know, $100 million guaranteed over the next five years. Mm-hmm. To me, it tells me there is something he has put on the table. If you do this, I will come back. Mm-hmm. And they aren't doing it. And, and the receivers and stuff. are saying, like, we're not coming back either unless you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, because they all know that their careers are going to change dramatically. Right. If Aaron Rodgers is not their quarterback. Yeah. And and see, that's why I think the, the Packers are just going to hold out as long as they can. Because if the resolve for them is trading him, that's not going to make any of those wide receivers or any of those teammates happy. You're right. It's going to kill Devontae Adams' potential uh, contract that he can get in 2022 with Jordan Love throwing him the ball as opposed to Aaron Rodgers. That's just why I think they're going to just, I mean, they're going to have to pry a Hall of, a Hall of Fame quarterback away from them. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to be the one that has to do it. He's going to have to pull his own tooth out. Like, he's the tooth, and he's going to have to find a way to wiggle right. himself out. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, there's been very little reporting on this um, in the last, whatever, three weeks, two yeah. weeks. Um, so it's hard to have a gauge on the situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's some reporters out there behind closed doors saying there's no way he leaves. And there are some reporters... Right. Who specifically have not come out and said anything along the lines of, I believe Aaron Rodgers will be back to Green Bay. Right. It is interesting, though, how 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 divided it. I mean, some people, Ryan, and you've talked to people, I've talked to people that are pretty well connected with Green Bay that just say, no, he's he's going to be back in Green Bay. And we've got zero sense of that from Aaron Rodgers himself. Zero. Absolutely none. To go back to my metaphor about the relationship. With all the F you. I think this is the third third relationship. I'm in my bag yeah, today. Yeah, you are. Um, when you, when, let's say you keep going and you keep mm-hmm. begging and you keep begging. And like all of your friends know yeah. that she's just been hitting you with the F you, F you, F you. And she's also behind the scenes been just dragging you. Yeah. Telling everyone all of your faults. Yeah. And then she comes back. Mm-hmm. Everyone is judging you. Yeah. they're like what did this guy give in how soft are you you know like that you really you didn't realize that she's not right for you yeah she doesn't even like you but now she's bored she didn't get what she was looking for out on the open market she's coming back yeah you look like an idiot but if she's a 10 is it (laughs) worth looking like an idiot i say no but i know what you're saying (laughs) like there's just no way it's all sunshine and rainbows when you come back it's true yeah, I, I would agree. What's up? Oh, yes. Oh. That is a thing. Um, I don't think, can can they hear it? Will we be able to hear it? I haven't, I just saw this. I haven't heard it yet. I'm trying to pull this up. So apparently he can, oh, is he also strumming? No. Well, we know he can strum. We know he can pretend to strum. <laughs> right. Ah, we can't bring it up. We can't bring it up. But we love to hear that uh, Aaron Rodgers is singing a duet with, I think that's Miles Teller's girlfriend, okay. fiance, wife. Okay. Wife? Is that uh, is that red wine right there? Yeah. That a little looks red, like red wine, a little Taylor yep. Swift. <laughs> yeah. I, Again, I, splice that. Then we're splicing back to, like, Devontae Adams. Actually, not Devontae Adams. I don't know who's... Who is there? Jordan Love. Yep. Practicing his dropbacks. And we're cutting to <laughs> Taylor Swift. Then we're cutting to Jordan Love. I mean. What a bad situation. 
Terrible. What a, what a terrible. But so what do you do? Do you stay with the 10 or do you do you look like an idiot and stay well, with the 10 or try to go find something, some so this love? Is, this is where my metaphor falls apart a little bit because if it's just a, uh, like if it's just a girl, mm-hmm. then there's no like winning and losing games that she can help you <laughs> with. Right. Um, the, the problem is, I guess it's like this girl has massive connections in the industry that you are trying <laughs> to level up in and staying with her can help you greatly. Yeah. But you also have to realize that she doesn't love you and it's all just a facade. <laughs> are you willing to stay in that for what? Five years? Are you going to reach the mountaintop? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? That's and the what is the mountaintop in this? Well, the mountaintop in this is winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's no, not no, worth- in the relationship. I mean, to the top of your field, you know, like, yeah. uh, oh, uh, in the business, okay. seven figure job yeah. in, in whatever yeah. it is. Like, if that's the case, then maybe it is worth it. You're like, I'm going to make the whole rest of my life a whole lot better. Right. But for the Packers, it's like, that's probably the main question they have to ask themselves. Are we going to win a Super Bowl while Aaron Rodgers is still here? That's all this is ever about. Mm-hmm. They have to believe it. They right? have to believe the answer is yes. Yeah. But it, how confident are they? Yeah. Because if they have the Zach Stevens outlook on Aaron Rodgers' career, they won't be as confident. And there might be a part of them that says, gosh, is it really worth just mm-hmm. getting dragged around through the mud and having to bow down to all of Aaron Rodgers' needs to lose in the NFC Championship? Yeah. Well, and on top of that, what is the GM saying? If he says we can't win... <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is the GM saying if he says I can't win I don't think I can win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers he should be fired <laughs> he should he should be I mean he should be already. fired no matter what <laughs> yes he should be um what was that oh oh if you're listening to this podcast we just got a comment from Kyle who said enters live feed quote she doesn't love you <laughs> LMAO welcome to the uh, relationship podcast yes we haven't done Bachelor Talk in a while. No, I didn't watch the last season of The When Bachelor. does it kick off? I don't know. Yeah. I might be out forever. Wow. I've been out for a little bit. Yeah. It's sad. They it's lost sad. me. It's sad, just like this situation with Aaron Rodgers. It is sad, except it might end up being really happy. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the NFC Championship game, did you see the slight dig Tom Brady took at him? I did. Actually, I, I shouldn't did. say slight dig. No. That was a dagger. And Tom threw the laughing emoji face behind it. That's one that stings. That's one that maybe Tom can do in 40 years from now. Now? I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played another football game since then, Ryan. Yeah, he literally... They were about to compete, and Tom Brady just took out a knife and just stabbed him in the back. He did. He should have actually done that right before the match started. I think so, too. To really throw him off. Yeah, because Peyton was in Tom's head before they, they went together. Yep. Um... All right. Wow, Tom Brady is just pumping out memes right now. <laughs> um, actually, it's not Tom Brady. Don't be fooled. All right. But I think he has to at least get approval. His social media guy at least has to get approval before throwing this dagger. I would think so. Wow, he really is pumping out memes. So Tom Brady goes, two old guys against the Young Bucks. DeShambo better get used to laying up because we know Aaron Rodgers isn't <laughs> going for it. Now, I mean, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not joking with him before this. And I'm not joking with him on the on the course. No, like now it's personal. Now, if you don't understand the reference here, he is referencing the NFC Championship game when Aaron Rodgers 
looked like he could have run mm-hmm. the ball into the end zone, and he didn't. Now, it would have been better if there was something about, like, a fourth down where Rodgers was like, ah, just, just punch it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but still, an insane, like, this was this is an open wound. Yeah, it is. It, it and, and he's done, what's worse than salt? Like, straight vinegar? Salt water? I don't know what would be worse, like, to just dump in an open wound. What's the stuff that they use Vodka? in Fight Club? It's like the mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. hydrochloric acid or yeah, something. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, Ryan, to bring this full circle, who's a better golfer, Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning? Because Tom couldn't beat Peyton. Can he beat Aaron? Every person who is retired is better at golfing than someone who isn't. Yeah, yeah, I fully believe that. <laughs> Although Aaron Rodgers seems to be like kind of in retirement mode right now. It's true. I wonder how many, if he's like going to Kapalua while he's out there in Hawaii and just, you know, getting 18 in every day. Um, the hair would say no. like a no. golf trip. <laughs> it doesn't. More of like a surfing trip. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Peyton has had, when they went to the match, what, Peyton had five years of retirement yeah. to just play golf. Yeah. Any, anyone who gets to play golf that much is going to beat someone who has a full-time job. Yeah, and also being in Green Bay, probably how long is the golf season? 60 days in, in the year? Maybe. I mean, I mean, it depends. Like, certain players find a way. I'm sure. If Michael anyone, Jordan was playing golf before the finals. That's true. That's true. That kind Italy of blew my morning. mind. I mean, me completely. I mean, I'm just thinking if that were to happen now and Guys the morning of the Super Bowl – the quarterback is out playing 18 unless Whoa. you can spin it as like this is like my mental escape sure um but like that would have to be like they do that every time right, right? exactly right yeah. and but i mean look i'm not in nearly as good a shape as any of these guys not even close but 18 holes is tiring yeah. card or not yeah by the end of it you're like Okay, yeah, I'm ready to go, like, chill. Yeah, and it's not soccer that they're playing after. They're using their arms. Right, you're out there four hours mm-hmm. exercising. Yeah. It's light exercise, but it is exercise for four hours straight. In the sun? In the, yeah. The fact that MJ was just <laughs> doing that before the finals is mind-boggling. I also couldn't believe, I don't remember if it was the finals or playoffs, where he was playing against players on the other team. Yes. I, I never would have thought MJ, the competitor, would ever do that. Well, he wanted to take their money and <laughs> yeah. hurt their spirits their a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, Crazy, 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 crazy. But, yeah, I mean, early on, I think Pey- – or sorry, I think A-Rod and DeShamba still have to be the favorites in this. I just don't know much about Rodgers' game, but Tom's game kind of sucks. Ah, but, man, he's with Phil. He's with hot Phil right now. I know, but – when you're, you're not a Phil golf, guy, though. You're not a Phil guy, though. I, I've come around on Phil, okay. like, total 180. Okay. It started with the first match. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, he's really having fun out there. <laughs> yeah. This guy might be kind of cool. Um, Hot and golf lasts, like, if you're lucky, four days, and then you win a tournament. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It does not last until July. Uh, that's true. But are, are do you like the uh, DeChambeau? Can't stand DeChambeau. So, um, it, so. It, let's say Aaron Rodgers is wearing a Broncos uniform. By June or by yeah, July sixth, yeah. we know who everyone's rooting for. If he's wearing a Packers uniform, who are you pulling for? Because you don't like Deshambo. You've come around on Phil at this and point, Thomas Tom. At this point, like Aaron Rodgers, it's come out that Aaron Rodgers was just using the Broncos. Oh. So now he's using the Broncos. He's paired with Deshambo. There's other <laughs> things you can you can pull if you want to decide you don't like Aaron Rodgers. He he pulls up at the end of uh, games, I guess. Yeah, like. <laughs> 
I'm going for Phil and and Tom, which yeah. is crazy because those were literally two guys <laughs> yeah. who I despised five years ago. Yeah, that would be wild. Look right. at you. You you're willing to to ch- to ch- change. Like Drew, I'm a, you know I'm in the character development stage. <laughs> we just got to get you hooked up with Peyton. All right. Uh, I would yes, I would love that. I'll take golf lessons from Peyton. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I would, literally anything. Comedy lessons, food lessons. Seriously. All right. We talked about the odds on DraftKings Sportsbook, which have now moved to plus 140 for the Broncos to get Aaron Rodgers, which is just up from plus 150. So just a slight shift. Um, but we also got to get our DraftKings pick of the week in. So what do you got for me? Ryan, I'm going back to the Nuggets Portland series right now. Nuggets are still underdogs, even be one and one, but splitting those home games, I think they're like plus 145 on the series. But I'm going to go even deeper on this. I think Portland's going to win some more games. I think the Nuggets going to win some more mm. games. So what I'm doing is I'm going just a seventh game hedge here. I do like the Nuggets to win this series four to three, but. Hedge yourself a little bit. Take Nuggets to win the series 4-3 plus 375. And take Portland to win the series 4-3 plus 425. So you're coming out pretty darn good odds either way. You just have to hope that it's a good series. And obviously Nuggets fans don't want want it to go 7. I just think it's inevitably going to go 7. That uh, I, I like this. The Nuggets have played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 series in the last two years before this one, four of them went to game seven. Yeah. I love it. So not a bad bet. I also think it's destined for seven games. I've felt that way since before the series even started. Um, I wonder if you can just get, can you get the series to just go over six and a half games? I think you can. The, the game spread. No, let me look right now. Series line, series, correct. score. Yeah, here you go. Total games played. Oh, Um, yep. Over six and a half plus 163, which I assume if you did the math on the other one is what you come out with. Although it feels like it does you come feel out with better. more the other way. <laughs> it does. Well, we can, you can figure out the math at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I felt like, so you're in two, you know, what was it? What was the first one? Plus 375. So you actually get a little more value. Yeah. Because. Then plus four twenty. You're oh, yeah. you're essentially losing two units, or no? You're losing. You're losing one you're getting, unit, so you you'd be at plus two seventy five. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, yeah, plus two seventy five or plus three twenty five. There you go. Did we we just, just beat. we just beat the book. <laughs> Tune into DNVR bets daily later for more <laughs> ways to uh, scheme DraftKings. Um, but yeah, that's a good pick. I like it a lot. I wish we had some player props up for the next game. Um, but I will just take the Nuggets on the money line. Mm. Um, for the series or no, tomorrow? Just tomorrow's game, okay. plus one forty three. Yeah. I think they figured a little something out, um, and this will kind of be the middle game where Portland's trying to figure out their counter punch. The Nuggets kind of have their counter punch. They might need another one after that. That's what makes these series so fascinating. Mm. Um, and little DNVR pump here. Our guy, Adam Matas, does the list. Mm-hmm. And I think he did like 16 clips um, from each game. And it's really fascinating. Like when you're just watching just to watch, you don't notice these little nuances. Right. You, of course, notice like, oh, they decided to put Aaron Gordon on Dam- Damian Lillard. Right. But in a seven-game series, it's just this tug of war between the coaches of who can press all the right buttons. So, again, 
I, I'm with you. It's going seven. I think the Nuggets get this one to take the lead. I love it, and that would be huge. That would be huge. Then there'd be two in a row. Then I'm not sure if it's going seven, but I, I'd love it. I love it, and I love everything they've got going on over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if this isn't good enough to get you in, well, Ryan, they're giving you a chance to get 40 to 1 odds. If you bet $5 on select teams to win their next game, you'll win $200 if they win. That's all you have to do to get 40 to 1 odds, and you'll get those $200 in free credits over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So get in, pick any team that's still in contention, bet $5, and if that team wins, you win $200 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And, of course, they have fantastic odds boosts all of the time, which I absolutely love, and they've got that going on in the playoffs as well. So head to the App Store now, download the top-graded DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on any basketball team of your choice to get those 40-to-1 odds right there over at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's promo code DNVR for limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site. Credits restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we are going to move over to the podcast side of things. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you hit us with a like on your way out if you enjoyed the show. All right, rolling along here. Here on the DMVR Broncos podcast. What do we got, Zach? We got to tell you about why you should join our family over here at DMVR. Guys, there is no better time to get in on Colorado sports action than now. I mean, this is typically the time where there's no Broncos news. And Ryan, I hope in one week we're talking about Aaron freaking Rodgers joining the Broncos. And if that happens, we're going to have it covered wall to wall. There's going to be no better place. And then on top of that, you have the Nuggets in the playoffs. You have the Avs just dominating the play. I mean, it's not even fair. And we've got the best coverage there. And also, guys, there's no better place to take in any of these games, including the game of when the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, just come to the bar. I mean, we were talking about that last week. People aren't going to know what to do with themselves. Come here. And maybe the Broncos will hook it up where it'll happen on a Friday afternoon. If it's a Tuesday morning, come over. (laughs) There's no better place in Ryan. Also, you get a 22-ounce beer for the price of a 16-ounce beer with by being a member with us. When you sign up for the annual membership, you get a free DNVR shirt of your choice, and not only are they so comfy, but they are awesome. We'll probably have an Aaron Rodgers shirt here in about a week or mm. two as well. Uh, so make sure to join us, and then you also get to comment in this podcast as well. Dude. We are throwing like an impromptu Aaron Rodgers yeah. party the yeah. second that news comes down, <laughs> yeah. if it comes down. Um, just like come celebrate. We'll have to come up with some like Aaron Rodgers drink that we're giving out <laughs> yeah. that night. Um, it's it's going to be a, a party. The, the Aaron Rodgers drink's got to be a little sour, right? Interesting. Oh, sweet and sour. Because, you know, he's just kind of a, a sour personality in a good way, though, if, if he's on your team. It's sweet like, because it's, you know, very sweet. $1 off finely aged whiskeys. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, before, also, before we move on, got to give a shout out to Gabby Insurance. G-A-B-I, it stands for Get a Better Insurance. And Zach, you actually used this product and got quite a deal. It's just incredible. I mean, Ryan, takes five minutes. We won't even be to the next break before you're done entering all your information. And the great thing is there's no downside because uh, uh, they won't sell your information at all. And all you do, take five minutes, put information, and you literally save hundreds of dollars per year. That's what it did for me. D-Line Co., uh, Eric Weedham, 
actually saved him over a thousand dollars, thousand three hundred dollars. He was getting ripped off. <laughs> yes, he was. And you <laughs> might also be getting ripped off. The only way to find out is to use Gabby Insurance. Go to gabi dot com slash dnvr. Gabby dot com slash dnvr. The only reason I haven't used it is because I don't have a car. Yeah, well, you don't need car insurance if you don't have a car. <laughs> exactly. Although some lady once tried to explain to me that I did. I wasn't having it. Yeah, they were trying to rip you off. Yes, <laughs> Gabby would never. <laughs> Let's jump into the comment section, Ryan. First one coming in from DTL. Hey, guys. So after listening to Drew's interview, do you think him talking about taking out the plays he didn't like from the playbook was an F you to Shermer? And for one, why are they even doing that? Play to your quarterback's talents. You're supposed to help them not showcase what he's not good at or doesn't like. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to do this. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like... What was the quote exactly? Um, I'll pull it up here right now, but it was just about something that he's been doing this offseason is going through um, some of the plays that he didn't like and, and taking those out and, and, and noticing them. And I imagine bringing them to Pat Shermer. He didn't say actually bringing them to Pat Shermer, but uh, that is something that a quarterback should do and should have the right to do as well, Ryan. Yes, but also to me, especially when you have a young quarterback, because younger guys aren't going to speak their mind as much. It's just a fact of the NFL. The That's coach true. needs to be asking the player, do you like this play? Right. Do you understand why the concepts are the way they are? Do you understand that the point of that deep in is to pull down the free safety so we can hit that big post over the top? Of course they understand that. But, you know, I'm, I'm giving you examples of – you need to make sure that the you and the player are on the same page as to why you're calling the play and if they like it and if they think it's going to work. And it's good that Drew is having this. But, again, I, I do think some of the onus falls on Pat Shermer to be making sure his players like his plays. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. I mean, that's very key, as it should be for any court, a Peyton Manning uh, or a Drew Locke. Yeah. Maybe that's something Peyton told him. You know, I, I, don't be I, afraid to tell Pat Shermer or your offensive coordinator – to take plays out. I also think Peyton was probably like, why are you, why are you guys running this play? This play I'm, sucks. I'm sure there was friends. Drew's like, okay, that one I'll tell him sucks. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have the quote? Um, I'm digging for it no right now. No worries. We'll move on. Uh, from Orange and Blue all over. Fellas, you often say paying an average quarterback elite money gets you in trouble. What about paying an average quarterback average money? For the next five years, would you rather have Locke, assuming he makes a, ju a jump to average, uh, or you can sub Teddy in here for $5 million a year, or Rogers for $50 million a year. I'm ready to donate my miles and create a special Aaron crypto coin that costs $0.12 <laughs> cents, uh, to start to close this Rogers deal. Let's go. Listen. Elite quarterback, money doesn't matter every single time. 100%. The, I don't even think twice about it. I mean, you're paying Drew, let's say that, that $0.12 cents is what you're paying Drew, or any average quarterback, or Aaron 50. It's Aaron 50 every time. Yes. 100%. I mean, the problems that you run into because you're paying your quarterback too much are much better problems than the problems you run into when you don't have a quarterback worth paying too much. The Broncos haven't been getting fleeced on value for their quarterbacks. No. They've been getting fine value. I mean, they were paying Case Keenum. He was a starting or he was a bottom five paid quarterback outside of rookies. That's about what they got from him. Yep. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco wasn't awful. He was about as good as, you know, you were paying him, the $20 million. That's just what that gets you in the NFL. Trevor Simeon was the best value quarterback they've had. 
It doesn't get you far. No. Value at quarterback position gets you nowhere unless you hit on a draft pick. Right. Exactly. Then it's the best value. Next one coming in from Ozzy. Hi, guys. Would you rather? Ooh, another would you rather. One, Broncos get the trade for Aaron Rodgers done on June 2nd, and the Deshaun Watson clears up, and the Raiders trade for him next offseason. Or Broncos and Raiders both can't get either trade done and keep what they have. Take Rodgers. Oh, really? Yes. So what you're setting yourself up for, though, is Justin Herbert potentially becoming a guy. Uh Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes for the next 10 years. Okay. And you have Aaron for five? Five, yeah. So you so you take five years knowing that you're probably going to have a tough five years after. So just like Peyton. The thing is, if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, you're probably going to have a tough five years now and maybe another tough five years after. That's it. a good point. You sold me on that. You sold <laughs> I mean, me. the problem with quarterback purgatory, and I don't want to, you know, be a fear monger here, but is there's no time. There's no time limit on this. Right. Uh, just ask... The Lions. Well, I guess they had uh, Matt Stafford for a while. It didn't get them far. Just ask the Bears uh, how long quarterback purgatory can last. Ask the Browns how yep. long quarterback purgatory can last. Uh, again, not trying to fear monger. <laughs> There's never any guarantee that you get this figured out no matter how many times you try. Yeah, no, you're you're so right. And that's a, it's a great point. And also, you would set yourself up to maybe have your best Super Bowl chance this year. And that's not crazy to say for a first-year quarterback to do with the team. Peyton Manning, that team, that 2012 team, was one of the best non-Super Bowl teams the Broncos have ever had. And that was his first year here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Took him a few weeks to get it figured out. Yep. Once they did, they n- never slowed down again. <laughs> no, they did not. Until really 2015 when they slowed down and then <laughs> won right. the Super Bowl. And the defense held him. Yeah, exactly. Mark IT Snatch says, hey, guys, the Philadelphia Eagles, shout out to Allie, have an interesting set of character battles on the concrete of the old vet, eh, vet and now the link. Who among them just rubbed you the wrong way but would have been incredible on your team? Eagle that rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, like, I always liked him, but other people would say T.O. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. A lot of people would say that. Yeah. Um, Dawkins was always awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, I'll say Philadelphia Eagle Andy Reid. Okay. I thought, he was, bad, uh, really. I, I thought he was pretty overrated, and I still kept that until he won a Super Bowl. You would think that Philly would have more unlikable players. Oh, my players. gosh, yeah. I mean, do you say they're fans? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's tr- Like, I can't really think of a player that I was like, oh, man, I hate that guy. I'm trying to remember, like, the middle there where they always loved Michael Vick. Yeah. Like, McNabb, yeah, McNabb was, was a likable guy. You, why would you not like him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you probably don't want Chip Kelly, though, on your team. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for this. Yeah, this is a good one. That's I guess T.O., but he didn't really rub me the wrong way. Yeah, some people call me the Space Cowboy chimes in and says, I can see Brian Dawkins wearing blue and orange for some reason in my oh, mind. Yes. But definitely not a guy I didn't like before he joined no, the Broncos. No, I loved him. Yeah. I used to go when I was a kid, you know, you just like turn off the trade thing. Oh, on yeah. Madden. Oh, yeah. Like Brian Dawkins was always <laughs> one of the first guys I traded to myself as I was creating the super team. Oh, when he came here. That was Josh McDaniels too. Yeah, freaking insane. Uh, yeah, but that was he was also a piece of that Tebow defense, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, he was. He was. Yep. 
That team, man. Had some yeah. leaders. They did. They Wesley really Woodyard did. on that team, yep. too. Yep. Champ. That's one of those things where you can say, like, leadership can get the best out of players. Right. Yeah, absolutely. they weren't insanely talented. No, no, they weren't. Especially on offense. Especially on offense, yes. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Next one coming in from LDJ. There's a big piece of my heart that just wants Drew to work out badly, whether here or if we get home Rodgers, or, or if he goes somewhere else because we get Rodgers. The media has been so unkind to Drew, it's just disposable they treat the kid like he's nathan peterman i love the around the nfl podcast podcast group but dan hannis loves to troll broncos fans and drew lock they took drew's press conference and pushed a narrative that drew has andy lock screening what his teammates say positive on social media about him that's a crock of bs andy only tells him to tell his teammates thank you because drew is clearly mobile silent what the heck do you think this kid uh kid to do (laughs) he has to play better he's focused and not let the media suck is that is that where is that where we end? Uh, so he says, or Drew keeps Rogers' spot warm. I don't understand. It's my biggest reason I say that is because Daniel Jones sucks, <laughs> and he gets so much optimism, and he's turned the ball over far more than Drew. But he's earned another year. I just don't understand. I'm rooting for you, Drew. I still believe in you. Good stuff, LDJ. <laughs> next one from some people call me the Space Cow. Oh no, next one's from. Dan Burke. Hey, guys, I was thinking about a hypothetical situation, and I wanted to know what y'all thought. Just actually quickly on what he was saying. The the only part that really popped out to me was about Andy Locke screening what his teammates Yeah, did, did you hear that? No. So what, uh, what, what Drew said was he said he blocks out – he's blocked out any negative stuff this year. And if someone texts him about uh, yeah, some yeah, other yeah. rumors, he doesn't return those calls. And so someone asked the question to him, like, well, have you noticed the positive things your teammates are saying about you? And he said, I haven't seen them, but my dad will see Cortland say something, and he'll say, look, this is what Cortland said, so that I can go and thank Cortland for saying that. So that, that's, that's what Andy Locke was doing. <laughs> Confused look. A little weird. <laughs> a little weird. Gonna be honest. <laughs> right. He, he is. He know. is staying off social media. He's gone. What was the stupid thing LeBron called it? Like zero dark 30 or something? <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> so dumb. He called it zero dark 23. Yeah, yeah. Zero oh, yeah, dark, exactly. That makes sense. Zero dark three. Zero dark three. And uh, it's pretty funny because his, his girlfriend is... The complete opposite doesn't isn't she like just An famous on so yeah so so she's the complete opposite yeah very very interesting all right back to Dan Burke hey guys I'm thinking about a hypothetical situation I want to know what y'all thought say that a contending team suffers an injury in the next few days to so their starting QB and has no viable alternative on their roster so they call George Payton up and offer a first round pick for Bridgewater similar to what the Vikings did with Sam Bradford in 2017. The team is interested in Teddy over options like Jimmy G because he has a palatable contract over options like Gardner Minshew because he's a regular season success and playoff experience. Would y'all far go? I don't even need you to finish. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Take the deal. A first round pick for Teddy Bridgewater in a heartbeat. I mean, you just gave up a sixth for him. Also, this team who just lost their quarterback and is going to start Teddy Bridgewater is going to suck. All right. You're flipping a sixth for a first round pick? George Payton, 
heck of a job. Yeah, it's incredible. Espe- even you still do this if Teddy, well, do you still do this? This happens at the end of training camp and you announce Teddy your starter already. Mm-hmm. You still do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, Where are you going with Teddy Bridgewater as your starting quarterback yeah, this year? Yeah. I mean, optimistically, the second round of the playoffs. Right. I was going to say, which you, would be you a can make huge the upgrade, yeah. but I, I don't know. I mean, I know that inside the building, they would say that's worth it. I just don't think it is. This would be wild because this would be George Payton saying, Vic, see ya. <laughs> or he's saying, look, you're safe. Right, right. You know, we got to now we'll have two first round picks next year to figure out whatever we need to. Pretty much a decision would be made. That would be deciding Vic's future right there. What wouldn't it by making that move by either saying, "Vic, I don't believe in you, so we're just going to give you a backup card. We're going to tank this year." Or saying, "Vic, I love what I've seen from you in these first 8 months, 9 months working together. I don't care what happens this year. Let's get a quarterback next year because we know we don't have one now and we'll have two first round picks." Yeah. Wow, that that would be something. That man, I just I can't envision a scenario in which you turn down a first round pick for Teddy Bridgewater unless you truly think like oh, no one's seen this Teddy yet. Like right. he's about to go off. Right. And uh, man, some people may say that you've been getting on solace meds, smoking hot deals a little too much if you were to believe that. Hey, not me, but some people may say that. And guys, solace meds is a new partner here over at the DNVR fam. They have four convenient locations in Colorado, one in Fort Collins, one in Reed Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. You can stop by solace meds, swing by the bar, do the reverse, whatever you want to do. And they're also offering fantastic deals this month. Month. They're offering 20% off all glacier concentrates, 20% off mile high extractions, 20% off CBN gummies, two for $25 off koala and solace 100 milligram bars, 15% off any three grams of connoisseur concentrates and buy three, get one free in the entire store. And here's the kicker for you guys listening to this podcast. You'll get an additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code DNVR20 on top of all of those other deals. So, I mean, you can stack up the deals over at Solace Meds. So make sure to check them out online at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Or check them out at one of in person at one of their four convenient locations. It might as well go to the one off East Colfax, then stop by the bar after. And make sure to smash that code DNVR20 to get 20% off your entire purchase. Zach, um, have you heard about the Lawnmower 4.0? Oh, the thing of beauty. It is a thing of beauty. And my favorite part of the new Lawnmower 4.0 is the LED light, which always is helpful, but you can now turn it on and off. Now, that's just in addition to all the new engineering they've done. Of course, they've improved the skin safe technology so you don't get nicks where you don't want them. Um, and there's a lot of great features, but I just love that you can turn the light on or off. Sometimes the light can be distracting. Sometimes you really need it to get down there where there isn't any light ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is a great, great new product from the people over at Manscaped. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you just use the code DNVR. That's 20% off plus free shipping 
when you get the tools for the family jewels at Manscaped. Mm, got to tell you about the best damn beer out there, Ryan. And now it's also the best damn seltzers, and we've got them at the DNVR bar. You know, I was really in a beer mood during the Nuggets game on, on Saturday night when I was at the bar, so I got beer, but girlfriend... Didn't want the beer, so what do we do? Got the seltzer, mm. uh, and she just she loved them. She, she I think she had tried every flavor when she was here. Absolutely loved them, and we have the seltzers at the DNVR bar for you. So if you, your friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend wants seltzer, boom, there you go. We've got them here, and we also love what Breck's doing. They're teaming up with the National Parks Conservation Association this year because of the tragic fires in Colorado last year were absolutely devastating for so many people. Breck is donating. 1% of all their profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association. That's right. If you buy one pint or pack of Breck Brews, you're donating 1% to our great outdoors. So come here, catch an awesome playoff game, get some Breck beer for yourself, get a seltzer for yourself, and you're also donating 1% of everything you drink to the National Parks Conservation. We love Breck, we love the beer, and we love what they're about. I'm going to change your summer right now. Oh. Just prepare, everyone. Make sure you're sitting down. Your summer is about to be changed. Seltzers, yes, on ice. Oh, you were doing that yep. during the Nuggets game. Yep. Ah, everyone has been drinking seltzers incorrectly for all of time. Mm, and so, because you can't do beer on ice, but seltzers on ice translate. I don't know what it is. It makes them just a little more smooth, a little more drinkable. Mm. In fact. The Breck Brew Lemonades on Ice Ugh. might be the best summer drink you can imagine. Oh, my gosh. And only 100 calories. Right. You know, I, for me, I don't love, like, very carbonated things. Okay. So, I think it dumbs yeah. down the carbonation yeah. a little bit when the ice melts a little bit. Yeah. And that's why you don't like to do it with beer because right. flat beer is kind of weird. Right. But essentially, what you're drinking is a vodka soda in the right. first place. <laughs> Everything okay up there? <laughs> Uh, oh, no. We had a uh, incident, but everyone's okay. Second pot in a row here, which yes, something very so. loud <laughs> happened. Um, I don't know where I was. Seltzer's on ice. Maybe Allie needs one after just, <laughs> yes. uh, having something fall on her. Uh, but she's okay, so we're good. Good good to hear. Uh, well, let's jump back into the comment section. Next one coming in from Belmore, or Melbourne Bronco. Says, you got me. Greetings from Melbourne, Australia. I've we been got a, him. Got him. We've been a Broncos fan since I was watched a late-night NFL highlight package and saw a young quarterback from Stanford with a rocket launcher for an arm. My first take is, I don't care who gets the quarterback job. I don't care that the Colorado kid was moved on. I don't care care that we didn't draft fields i care about winning just get it done and guys please pronounce melbourne as melbourne instant aussies so there we go okay melbourne bronco instant aussies uh pronounced aussies yes right? we know that okay one. yes keep up the great work love the podcast love you melbourne bronco thanks for rolling with us melbourne bronco we appreciate you and yes, I'm not surprised that the Australian Broncos fan isn't upset that they moved on from the kid from <laughs> Shocker there. But yeah, I mean, that's all anyone cares about. I mean, you have to love uh, Max Duffy though, right? I love Max Duffy. Yeah, they've got to love him. I was not impressed with Sam Martin last year. Oh, and I think Max Duffy can take the job pretty pretty easily. 
Like, I know he's not necessarily – well, I, I don't know how old Sam Martin is because Max Duffy's, what, 29? He'd be a 29-year-old rookie. Yep. So I don't know if there's a, a younger thing there, but definitely cheaper, and that's all they care about. Yeah, that's all they care. And Mace just kept talking about, well, the reason he went undrafted is because he's 20, 28, 29. Why the heck would you care about that for a punter? It's that's actually just the NFL overthinking, right? It might even be better because he's already like more developed and right. you only want him for his rookie contract. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. You're not trying to have him for 15 years necessarily. Yeah. Uh, from Ohio Bronco Elex. Yo, what are your predictions for sack totals in 2021 based on the players listed? And would you rather see Vaughn or Bradley have more sacks? Uh, Vaughn Miller sack total. <sighs> Man, I hate that, that people are only expecting double digits out of him. You're paying him $20 million. I want 15 sacks. Mm. I want 15 sacks, and I think that could happen. $2 million a sack is a lot. Yeah. You know, because we talk and about $1 million 10? a sack. 10 yeah. is not enough. Malik Reed had 10 last year. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, But this is predictions. Yeah. I'm predicting 12. Yeah, that's, that's the number I was going to hit. <laughs> and I don't feel great about it. I, I mean that that that's good. But that's not great. That's not, not twenty million dollars worth. Worth it, honestly. No, no. Although he does play the run very yeah, very well, he does. which always gets underrated. He's an elite run defender from that position as well. Yeah, and sacks. Yes, people will say sacks aren't everything, and that's true. Sacks aren't everything. There's pressures and everything, um, but sacks are the game changing. Sacks are why you're pay, being paid twenty million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, just when you the value of a sack is insane yep because the difference between second and eight even and second mm -hmm. and 16 yep. is usually a punt or not a punt absolutely if you, you feel so especially because then on second and 18 or third and 18 von miller and bradley chubb just get to come off the edge again, again. so yeah. maybe maybe you don't get a sack on that next play but the quarterback doesn't have time to drop back and wait for his receivers to get 20 yards yeah. down he's field. checking it down yeah. and now it's third and 14 yep or exactly fourth and 14 exactly um, okay, Bradley Chubb sacks. Man. So last year he was a pro bowler with eight. Okay. I I guess, man, maybe did I'm he being play too... every game? No. No, he did not. He did not play the last two games. So I'm going to say he takes a step up from last year and plays all the games, even though I am worried about his health right now. I'm going to say 12 as well. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, so 24 between those two. Is that enough? No. It's what not, is the number thirty for, for the? Oh man, if they get thirty, yeah. Now we're to, and that could be that could be seventeen from one and thirteen from another. Sure. Yeah, man, thirty would be it. And also Ryan, because are twenty four sacks a lot for a duo? Yeah, that's great for for a duo, for the best duo in the league on a defense that has a secondary that they do. I mean, this unit should be elite, and so that's why twelve for each of them isn't elite. All right, he has three more here. I'll just give them quickly. Draymond Jones, I got five. Malik Reed, I got five. Baron Browning, I have two. I like it. I like it. I'll go with those exact same numbers. Okay, so we're just <laughs> we got we're locked in all the way across the board. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Hypothetically, which quarterback would you rather sign to a five-year, $125 million guaranteed contract? Right now, <laughs> Tom Brady or Kirk Cousins, easy. Great question. Tom. It is a great question. It's Tom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're probably burning, what, the last two years on that? Doesn't if you get three full years, you'd be You're so burning thrilled. all five if you give it to your cousins. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, what, what, there were a lot of rumors about the Vikings wanting a quarterback this year. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how teams continue to do this. Doesn't and honestly, we felt we were almost guilty of this at one point too because yeah. we wanted Kirk Cousins. We just wanted anything that was yeah, better than was whatever the hell we had. It's a huge mistake. You have to have a quarterback who's good enough to win a Super Bowl, or what are you trying? What are you even doing? Yep, you're not trying. No, no, and you're it's trying to sell tickets and and jerseys, right? And be relevant. Yeah. Which is what the Vikings Which is have been. The, the the worth of being relevant is in ticket sales and jersey sales and yep. whatever else money you make. So and also, how long has that GM been there, Rick Spielman? He's been there for a long time. I wonder. I mean, NFL teams. I wonder how much the difference in their revenue over a year is between winning six games and winning nine. That's a good question. Because like it feels like the games sell out regardless. Right. So, I don't know. It's just. It's not worth it to get a quarterback who's just okay. No. Or even just just good. No, it's absolutely not. So, yeah, give me and it's Tom crazy and I'll take my chance. It's crazy that teams still try to do that. Well, and also, with Tom, let's say he doesn't play those last two years. He may be pretty bad because you don't have a quarterback and you don't have that money for him. You're going to be bad for two years, and then maybe that gets you the first pick in the draft. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the count. This new punter situation has me wondering if this team can work for the first time in many moons in poetic concert, all three phases, harmoniously balanced and interacting as a beautiful dance. Can we reach a state of frenzy where our plays and execution thereof become their own beautiful language? Can we get to the state where our squad's performance mixes twas brillig and silthy toves and the gyre and the gimbal and the wob? All mimsy were the groves and the moam. Wrath's outgrabe. I th- I think we can get there. Twas twas Borogoves. I think we can get there. <laughs> I was doing so well until I ran into that last part. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's really tough. He was definitely expecting uh, Mace to be reading that one. He was. I don't even know if Mace nails that part. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I like how the just, punter talk. I was, was going to say Duffy's the one who made this come to life. Um. Duffy kind of sounds like a bad nickname. There's another bad nickname out there. It's Midge mm. um, for Tom McMahon. And to be honest, as long as he's here, I don't think the special teams are going to be great. Ah, man. It's it's pretty crazy that he's made it three years. I mean, he must be Vic's guy. How? Talk about Why? Pat Shermer being Vic's guy. He's Vic's guy. Imagine, like, firing Rich Gangarello and holding on to Tom McMahon all this time. Wait, this is... Tom was, was with a, he BJ, was a carryover, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. yeah, because he was hired at the senior Brock bowl when we were there. Yep. Yep. And then Tom, so this is his fourth year. Woof. Look. Does he have some pictures or something? I don't know. The talent is not a pro. Like, Brandon McManus is good. Mm-hmm. And Sam Martin is good. Yeah. Now, Col- Colby Wadman sucked. You know whose fault that was that he was here? <laughs> Tom McMahon's. Yep. And he also... Tom McMahon had to have a hand in them bringing in Marquette King. You would think so. If you're signing a punter, your special teams coordinator better sign off. Unbelievable. Yeah, that is wild. He's got pictures. I don't or maybe know. they love his press conferences. Or they just really like below average special teams. <laughs> I'd rather have Brock Olivo. At least he's funny. Oh, man. Well, and George Payton this year said that the third third day of the draft was for special teams, for this year's special teams. Imagine missing on your special teams coordinator hire. And like, then holding on to it. As bad as VJ did, and right. then they just did it again. Right. Yeah, seriously. And I guess that was Vance both times. 
Like, they really tried to, like, swing for the fences on their special teams coordinator hire. Yeah, that's bold move. It's so dumb. <laughs> it is. I don't want to talk about special teams <laughs> Mark IT Snatch comes in and says, I know, I know, double comments. Based on what Jerry Judy said, are we going to see the wide receiver core hit the jug machine and emphasize ball security as hard as Cortland and Tim did in 2018? Listen... No one in the world does anything more than the wide receivers hit the jug machine. <laughs> it's very true. It's all they ever do. What's interesting, too, though, is remember last year, Tim Patrick got some credit from saying he doesn't do the jugs machine. He gets someone, to th- a trainer, to throw him balls because that's how balls are. And now they're back on the jugs machine. <laughs> There's no amount of jugs machine that can help you catch balls in a, in a football game if, yeah. if you have an issue with dropping them. It, it's, it's mental. Yeah. And you know what is not mental? Is standing in front of a jugs machine. You know what they should do? They need to get something that like launches medicine balls. And you, they have these like, it's like a gauntlet. You have to run through it and they're just launching medicine balls at you. And that, and then you have to make catches. You're catching the medicine balls or you're diving. Yeah. You're moving, dodging medicine balls. Now we're talking. Now we're really getting a dodge. I'm not talking about the medicine balls that are like 10 pounds. I'm talking about the ones that are like, just, you sit on that. Like you do like stretches. Oh, like the bouncy. Aren't those also called medicine balls? No idea. But now I know what you're talking about. Man, so this won't like fun. kill you if you right. get hit by it. I was it. thinking, I was thinking, yeah, we're launching fifty pound medicine balls at them, and they're just getting taken out. <laughs> or like you know, they have those remote control dummies. Yeah, yeah. Just like run those things at them. We d- we've never seen those at Broncos practice, nope. have we? Why don't they have them? Yeah, interesting. can they afford them? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> VR, you know, is that still around? I mean, you saw Peyton Manning and uh, Marshawn Lynch messing with one of those in to preview an upcoming Peyton's places. You, you hope that the Broncos could have them. ESPN has a lot of money. That's true. <laughs> they tried to throw $25 million a year at Peyton. Yeah, and apparently not enough for Kenny, though. I don't understand. I think they're, I think that they think... That Kenny Maine doesn't like hit our generation. Kenny's done. He's not that. I feel like and he's I think the perfect TikTok exactly. type of person. I feel like they're totally wrong about that. Yeah. I mean, just because he's old doesn't mean that he can't hit the new generation. He's a like, you know, he intersects comedy and sports. Yep. Sports, which everyone wants. Yep. Man, he was not, not just him, but those like, this is Sports Center. Those were almost like the first TikToks, you know, where it's like, 30 seconds of entertainment mm-hmm. and you don't really want more. There's but, a little punchline. You, you want to watch the, the, the highlights of all of those. You want to watch them back to back. Yeah. That's a huge L on their part. Yep. yep. Kenny joining the uh, podcast. That would be sick. <laughs> we should try. Uh, from D Bronk. Last one here. How do you uh, think it ta- How long do you think it takes for the coaches to know if someone made a jump in the off season? Uh, do you think they already have a pretty good idea of what Drew is going to be this season? Not now. I don't think so. Um, it really comes to 11 on 11 and more so training camp when pads are on. They'll have a better idea before, not necessarily, well, they should before you and I, but they'll have a better idea than fans, though, definitely. They'll get a good idea in tra- in, in camp. Yeah, yeah. Even then, it's tough. Yeah. Preseason, maybe. Yeah. Man, that's just... 
they're they're really really relying on preseason games for this competition, Ryan, and so that's why I mean we we talked about it last week, but I I think this thing goes all the way through all three games now. That's terrible. Yep. <laughs> Two games, one each. One gets each one each one gets one start. Yep, and then and you got to make a decision then. And are we talking about like one and a half quarters for each of them, and then you can give Brett Rippin the fourth. Oh, yeah. Like, I want a big sample size. I don't want two drives. Yep. Yeah, you... you or even just full halves. Give me the half. Yeah. yeah. One half each. Yep. Um, They won't do it. No, they won't. They won't. They'll, they'll do one quarter each. Yeah, they'll go into old football ways. So dumb. Yep. I do think, yeah, you got to go one quarter each, two games, yep. decide. Yep. One That's half they, each. One half is better, but I'll just okay. say one quarter each is what they'll do. Oh, what they'll do. Right, right, right. Yep. But then you got to decide. I think that's what they did with Sanchez and Simeon. Yeah, I think you're right. And then I can't remember what week the um, San Francisco practices were during the uh, Simeon Lynch. Comp. I think it was week two. Week two. So I think they decided the Monday after that, I right? I think so, yeah. Which was crazy because Paxton – oh, right. Paxton had that amazing practice before yep. the game. It's like 13 of 13. <laughs> yeah. And I think what happened was then he just laid an egg in the game. And right, right. It was over. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, you were there, and I just remember hearing, hearing the reports and thinking, he's, he's, it's, I, I don't know if they're, if they're lying to me. If Paxton's doing this? Yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> Throwing like corner routes and wow. all sorts of good stuff. And the hardest route in football, right? The old five-yard in. <laughs> God, it's sneaky. You got to get it over that <laughs> defensive line. Yikes, Paxton. <laughs> I swear, dude. That was in like his first week of practices. I don't remember. It was OTAs, training camp, rookie camp. At some point, it was like one of his very first press conferences of a phase. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why someone asked the question because it's a weird question. <laughs> it was like, what's the hardest route to throw? He said five yard in. And I was like over (laughs) (laughs) nothing about that is good no but it's a pass into traffic that it's short nothing i i like you would think saying like the the corner route or whatever like Mm -hmm. something where you or or like maybe he says like the deep post i don't there's no good answer right that's the worst answer though like like the out route to the other side of the field which you should never throw anyway like right yeah. Something. Yeah. He should have made a, uh, you know, a John Elway reference. Like, you know, when John would run back 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage, throw off his back foot across the field. That just would have been funny, you know? He should have just said, no throws are hard for me. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> or he should have said all of them. Just told us the truth. Oh, five yard in. Never forget <laughs> it. Never forget it's because it. he didn't go to the Peyton Manning school of quarterbacks. <laughs> Just the way he said it, too, as if it was, like, a good answer or something. Right. He's like, ah, you know, for me, it's the five-yard in. Very, and, very uh, confident in it. I was like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> Shh, just stop. Yeah, stop just now. <laughs> don't do it. Um, okay, that wraps it up for us. A shout-out to Green Mountain Dental Group, uh, where you can get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam done. And then you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush. And this whole time, you're going to be chatting it up with them about Denver sports because... That's what they like to talk about. They're big Denver sports fans down there. They're part of the DNVR family in the sense that they've supported us throughout the entirety of the the pandemic. And they also like 
come to the DNVR bar. So uh, Dr. Ben and his team out there at Green Mountain Dental are really awesome. So if you need dentist work done in the metro area, they are your place to go. But for Zach and I, that's going to wrap it up on this edition of the DNVR Broncos podcast. We will talk to you soon. time.